one of the one of the key things I've learned, even looking back now, is it's not just a commercial change moving from SMB to main market mm-hmm. enterprise. Yeah. It's a cultural change as well, because the whole company is used to getting fifty thousand plus leads, uh, a yeah. lot more than that, um, yeah. to the door, and and that's how the company operates, right from the product to um, obviously marketing is doing what, what it's doing, driving that, sales, yeah. CS, um, everything's driven around that. Welcome to the Show Me The Data podcast by Leadsa, where every week we get marketing and sales leaders from fast growing B2B tech companies to share specific tactics they use to drive revenue for their business. The best part, they share the exact metrics and data points behind each of their tactics. I'm your host, Tukhan Das, the co-founder and CEO of Teacher. See you there. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Puneet Godgeri. Um, Puneet's the Director of Growth at Rionomy. Welcome to the show, Puneet. Thanks, sir. Thanks for having me here. Very good. So can you give us a quick high-level overview, Puneet, of what Rionomy does? Sure. So Rionomy is a CRE tech data company. If, if, in, in, in very plain and simple words, we provide the data for investors, brokers, and a bunch of other segments of owners. Uh, the way we like to call it is we have a knowledge graph of people, properties, and companies. And, mm-hmm. we, and we, are, we are in the middle of that. And we provide all of the data around that, um, the segments that I mentioned, for them to either um, prospect, build better relationships, uh, discover new opportunities, and of course, grow their business. Got it. Cool. So you guys are primarily focusing on the on the property, real estate, like that market. That's right. So we're a commercial real estate uh, platform. So think of it, um, especially for the sales and marketing leaders out there, uh, Zoom Info. But uh, we're kind of like a Zoom Info, but for uh, the CRE space. So we have all of the data for, you know, off people, off properties, commercial real estate, uh, mostly, um, and, and, and companies. Uh, that you know, companies or segments like brokers and investors and and wealth managers and uh, lenders, roofers, service providers can take advantage of. Got it. Very cool. Okay, so so first question for you. I, I noticed you you joined last year in March. That's I guess that's when COVID was just starting and and everything. Right. So this is a question that we ask all our guests. What did your first ninety days look like as a director of growth? So uh, I joined the first day of remote working. So that was oh, a wow. um, okay. that was a bit of a, a bit of a bummer because I, I'd met, you know, the few people I'd met. Yeah. Um, at the interview stage, I obviously spoke a lot to the to the founder and, and CEO at the time. Uh, Rich, great set of conversations. Really excited about the product, about the people, mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. group of people who I met. Um, and then uh, I was already uh, pulled my sleeve up, put, put my best shirt on, but it was it was unfortunately not to be because that was the first day of uh, you know. Uh, remote working but that's okay it, you know you, you live and learn and then and so it was um it was mostly this um what we're doing yeah. now with my yeah. team and getting to know my team getting to know um you know people uh, who, who i would want to build relationships with sales product um engineering um customer success and and rev ops and of course all the other uh, teams that i wanted to go so that was sort of new uh, cause it never, never been done before. That's not how I'd met people. Yep. Uh, so that was my first 90 days. A lot of it was relationship building in, in a, in a new environment, yep. but from a, from a sort of growth perspective, where we landed was when I joined the company, uh, I had a very simple tasks. It, it's, it's not simple, but straightforward uh, is probably a better word. Yep. Um, we were really heavily focused on SMBs. 
And uh, what we wanted to do as a company was move from SMEs and move up market, move from audience to small mid-market and enterprise. Okay. Uh, a bunch of reasons, commercial as well as product. From a business point of view, you know, SMEs, uh, they're a vol- it's a volatile industry. So either mm-hmm. you, you go the route of Atlassian or HubSpot, where you really become an SMB self-serve yeah. model with, with yeah. a lot of automation, uh, or you, like most SaaS, growing SaaS companies, you want to move up market. And especially in COVID, you know, it's a volatile uh, sort of niche, um, yeah. if you want, because SMBs, unfortunately, the economy, they're very dependent on the economy. And we, we saw that and, and we realized that even before COVID. So COVID didn't, didn't sort of drive this. It was, it was mm. pretty pre that as well. And I was hired for that because okay. that's, that's sort of what I've been doing. Uh, so we wanted to move from SMB to mid-market and enterprise. Um, so, and what that means is not just not just say, okay, we've got SMB, let's keep going with SMB. And now let's add in mid-market and enterprise. Mm-hmm. It's, we want, we want to not go after SMB. We want to only go after mid-market enterprise. Oh. Um, and a lot of that was also done with the product. Um, yeah. You know, we wanted to we, we had a product, we have a product that builds, um, excuse me, we had a product that, that builds value for, for larger organizations. We knew yeah. it. Um, we started to make inroads. JP Morgan Chase was a customer. We, we, we talk about them a lot. And a few other large sort of institutions, mm-hmm. uh, banks, lenders, brokers as well, uh, huge, great brands um, in, the, in the CRE space. And so we, we, we had that. It was just, we weren't sort of focused on it and we really needed to. Otherwise for us, it, w- it could have been coming to the edge of a cliff if we had yeah. kept going on this high growth SMB model because mm-hmm. of a number of reasons. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, 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 and of course we can, we can dive into that later, but okay. that's, that's, that's my, that was my prerogative. First okay. 90 days, assess yep. it. How do you move from a very heavy inbound, you know, more than 50,000 leads a year model wow. to okay. a much smaller group of people, mid-market okay. enterprise, um, and, and the strategy around that. Got it. So now just quickly from a, previously when, it, when you guys were targeting SME, um, was it like a self-serve or was it still like a sales driven, uh, process, uh, inbound sales driven process. So, Got it. so people really would come inbound there to do a demo. Inbound. That's it. Uh, okay. it was, uh, yeah. And, and only inbound and we drove, so marketing drove about 95% plus revenue for the business. Wow. Because of the fact that it was all inbound because yeah. of the fact that it was SMB and SMB generally is, is mostly inbound. You, you know, you start an automotive function when you move up market, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll talk about that later. Totally makes sense. So now let's, so you've been hired to drive your, the, 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 the marketing and sales effort from not just marketing, also product on the side is targeting SME to mid, uh, to mid market to enterprise. What are some of the big changes that you implement? Because that's a big fundamental shift, not only just, from multiple things. So I'd, I'd love to know that. Like, what are the Absolutely. first big changes? Absolutely. And, and, and I want to harp on that. It's a fundamental shift. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we realized, so, so this is what I've been doing in the past as well. You know, a um, couple of previous companies, it so happened. Uh, somehow it's followed me in my last seven years. <laughs> Whenever I join a company, six months later, we decided to move up market. And, and so <laughs> it so happens that I've kind of learned how to do that. Obviously, every company has its own story and the way you do things and the market is different and the, the product is different. And so yeah. it's not you can take a playbook and put it in, into the next company. But um, one, of the, one of the key things I've learned, even looking back now, is it's not just a commercial change moving from SMB to mid-market mm. enterprise. Yeah. It's a cultural change as well. Because the whole company is used to getting 
50,000 plus leads, uh, a yeah. lot more than that, um, yeah. through the door. And, and that's how the company operates, right? From the product to um, obviously marketing is doing what, what it's doing, driving that, sales, yeah. CS, um, everything's driven around that. And so yeah. um, we, we, have a, we have a new CEO, um, a veteran, he's great. Um, and his his main focus, and he keeps constantly telling us, is is to is to be thoughtful around things, and and just um, you know because to, to get good quality, you've got to be thoughtful, and that thoughtfulness is all about culture. And and one one line that he keeps repeating, I think it's a Peter Drucker quote, or, or maybe Peter Drucker, or um, uh, I forget who who it is, but culture eats strategy for breakfast. Oh right? yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's just such a huge part of this whole thing. When you want to move from SMB to, to mid-market enterprise, it's mm-hmm. not only like, let's, let's get a target account set and let's go after them. That's it's easier said than done and, or, and put, put a couple of tools in there and then you, you're done. Yeah. Uh, it's a cultural mind shift. And, and we, we now are, I'd say about 13th or 14th month into heavily into this shift. And okay. we're just starting to see the, the, the cultural change that's needed from a sales point of view, from a marketing point of view, from a, from a product point of view. Um, so, and then- so from a growth perspective, then the, you, yeah. you come in, your, your sales team is expecting, you know, four or 5,000 leads a yeah. month. All of a sudden that's gone. Um, what do you do? Like, how, how do you go about starting this? So uh, one of the first few things we did was look at, so look at um, the ops, right around it so mm-hmm. um well there's two things we do look at look at operations so how, how what's the flow like what can we um what can we do to really measure because if you can't measure you can't improve right mm-hmm. um, and and to be able to measure and see how can we do that and what's what's the process needed to be able to measure that whole um process the so that's one and i can dive into that the second mm-hmm. thing was focus right so okay. it's about focus so not just target accounts but also we were going after about, um, I think it was about 11 segments in the, in the market. Okay. That's because the product, our product is useful and provides value to, about, to many, many, many segments, a disparate uh, variety of segments, uh, tax assessors, brokers, yeah. vendors, investors, mm-hmm. roofers, service providers, solar, all, yeah. all these people. And so what we did was we looked, at, we looked at all that and said, okay, so now what we're gonna do is we're gonna look at these and see who, let's pick four or five, we didn't, we didn't know what, but let's pick four or five of these segments that are really good for us in terms of the metrics that they provide mm-hmm. us. So mm-hmm. what's the usage, what's the churn? Um, how have they come in? What's the cap yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for these segments? Okay. Uh, spent the whole of last summer doing that actually. Um, reduced the number of segments from about 10, 11 to four. Okay. So now we have a, a core, what we call core group of segments that we can go after and uh, we can really focus and and, uh, and and we call them core segments and the rest we call non-core. Got it. So that's your, you know, ICP fit customer group that, that you're going after. Right. That's right. So you decide your four, four core, you know, verticals or segments. How yeah. big is the addressable market? Like how many companies are we talking here? Well, the addressable market is huge. So, you know, that's got, in, in terms of revenues, it, it's more than um, one and a half billion dollars. Um, so, so and, and in terms of size-wise, it's, it's huge. But really that doesn't matter because uh, that market includes a lot of SMBs. And got as it. I told you earlier, we're- we're You're cutting out the SMBs. Out SMB. SMB. So okay. actually um, what we're doing is we want to go after target account. So within those- 
segments. Now we've yeah. cut down from 11 to four. Sure. Even within those, we want to go after mid-market enterprise. And totally. so what we did was we picked a target account uh, group. Uh, okay. It was around between 3,000 and 4,000 uh, accounts. And you were defining that by revenue or size of companies or locations or stuff like that? Um, a lot of it for us is, well, it is revenue. Um, okay. we, we also do a lot, you know, one, one of the things that I keep mentioning is, is investors and lenders. Yes. And so it's their capital market as well. Um, okay. And what, the, um, what, what that entire sort of investment sort of market is for them. But, you know, obviously for, for brokers and for others, it's, it's around revenue. So it was a combination of revenue, company size, and their, the investment they have in the market as well. Okay. Okay, perfect. So you have three, 4,000 companies that you have defined that you want to go after. Right. Uh, what do you do next? How do you, how do you target them? Can you talk about that? Yeah. So, so uh, one thing I wanted to say was also, uh, you know, each industry is different and I've done this yeah. before. We've picked a, a group of accounts um, going after sales and marketing leaders. Somehow the, the information available for sales and marketing leaders is, is, is much better on companies mm-hmm. like a zoom info where you, where yeah. you collect data and you, you take data to be able to understand for them. Ours is a niche industry and we are very disparate in our segments, as I, as I mm-hmm. mentioned. So what we had to do was manually. So the marketing team, literally we split out amongst the 10 of us, we okay. split out, um, the way, uh, so each segment, so we, we split it out by about 10 sub segments and we manually collected uh, a bunch of, so let's say 100, 150, 200 accounts by looking them up on the internet. And we spent a lot of, like almost a couple of weeks, we put aside everything else, everything else, and manually went and looked up the each company and or, or looked up lists, let's say 40, or top brokers in Chicago, top okay. lenders in um, Houston and that sort okay. of thing and start pick those. So, so that's the way we, we collected our target accounts because of the fact that we didn't really, um, we weren't, we, we didn't depend on companies like zoom info to be able to collect and buy that data because Got it's it. not readily available. So I just yep. want to, so that was a, um, an interesting way to I've never done that before, but, but at least, you know, who you're collecting and, and, and you know, the data around it. Okay, so now you, you, you've been very thoughtful as, as your CEO mentioned and coming up with the target account list. Yeah. Uh, how do you, how do you, how do you what's, what's the motion there? Go to market motion against these accounts after you have yeah. that list. So, so uh, yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, the, there's, there's two ways you can do this. One, let's go, let's go full speed ahead. Yeah. Let's get an ABM tool. Okay. Let's build a ton of content, push it out, thoughtful content push it out and, and, um, and try to get engagement and then push them down the funnel. That's sure. kind of what ABM really is, right? Um, the other one is something we're reading, which we, we, again, goes back to the being thoughtful quality mm-hmm. ARR, uh, and which is what you know, Bill keeps talking about. And basically, let's get our internal, let's get alignment first. And you know, I talked about the cultural aspect of this whole mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. So let's get the, cult- let's fix the culture. Let's fix alignment between marketing, sales, CS, product, RevOps. Okay. Let's get all of these people in a room to talk about, you know, this, this is the group of accounts that we're going after. Get everyone to agree on that. Um, going after 3,000 accounts could be done. That's not what we wanted to do. So what are the sub-segments within the 3,000 accounts that we want to go after in the next quarter and the quarter after that? Mm-hmm. We, picked, we picked two sub-segments. Okay. All, all, all of us together. And we said, okay, now 
marketing from the top of the funnel is going to do events, content, white papers, like just uh, 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 campaigns, right? A ton of things at the top of the funnel for this particular segment. And here's how the process and the ops will work. So work with RevOps, mm -hmm. the sales ops. Uh, you know, we're lucky, we're Series D, uh, we're, we're at a considerable stage of, of growth. Uh, we have the resources. It's just what path do we want to take and how do we want to take it is where yeah. we sort of are working on. And so we spent the last, I'd say about eight months, cleaning up the, the, the data flow, how it goes into the process wise. What is the ping? What is the alert that a sales rep gets, which in the target account, not in a target account or in the sub segment that we're going after this quarter. Where, what, where do they get their pings? I'm just curious. So in, in emails, you know, so, so alerts. So for instance, so if, if let's say um, someone downloads a white paper who's within the sub segment we want to go after, yeah. what happens then? What, what is the process then from a sales point of view? Should they, should they go after them? Probably not. You don't want to go after someone with a, who downloads a white paper. It's going to probably sure. fall, fall flat, right? So um, what happens then? Does, marketing, does it go to a nurture flow? Um, what happens if someone takes a free trial or a demo within the target account list? What happens when they take it not within a target account list? And then what happens when you take it in a sub-segment that we're going after in the quarter? So it's sort of levels of priorities. Like mm -hmm. we didn't number them and we're not, we're not being as sophisticated as, as, you know, a snowflake might be with, yeah. you know, 1.1, 1.3 and, and 2 and things like that. And I, I think I heard it somewhere, but uh, just, just a basic alignment of, of strategy. What is the priority? Who you want to focus on? Yeah. Um, um, wasn't it Bruce Lee who said, um, uh, um, the the uh, uh, the best warrior is, is an average man with a laser like focus. Yeah, that's what he said, and and I think yeah. that's what that's what we're trying to do. And um, yeah, really sort of focus on that. Uh, this is what we've been spending the last eight months doing: cleaning up the pipeline, making sure we can measure everything right, okay. um, uh, aligning sales and marketing, and and CS obviously as as it, as it goes on through the funnel. Yeah, uh, RevOps and sales also involved in the whole process. Um, okay, and and productively making you know changes to to help that. Couple of questions. How many SDRs and how many AEs do you, do you have uh, to help yeah, support so, this? So we have, so that's that's an ever-changing number. Yeah. Um, we had, I think it was about, and and don't put me on the wall against this, but because it's such an ever-changing number, yeah. I think right now, let's say we've got, I think about 12 SDRs, 10 to 12 SDRs. Okay. Um, and um, anywhere between 15 and 20 AEs. We, and we, the S you go to our, sorry. Yeah, no, 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 sorry. That's, that's, that's perfect. I, I mean, obviously on LinkedIn, uh, the numbers would change, but so these SDRs are the ones that are responsible for, from a sales motion perspective, is creating activities within within these target accounts? That's right. So okay. they are. And, and another big shift that we did was uh, when you have a high inbound model, yeah. Yeah. Uh, high velocity, large inbound model, yeah. most of the SDRs are focused on inbound. Right that's now, right. If, you yeah. at, if you look at the SDR team, 80% yeah. of them are focused on outbound. That's a huge difference between going after massive companies, right? Yeah. Uh, you have to go outbound. It's mostly an outbound motion. And no matter what anyone says, outbound drives inbound, right? Because you're going after people and then they say, oh, I got this email, I got this thing, whatever else. And then they probably come in inbound through a direct and, yeah. and they know about us, right? Yeah. Um, and so right now, the SDR team is about 80% of them are outbound. So they have a set of accounts. Each of them have a set of accounts. We yeah. set up cards uh, within them. And, uh, um, and and so they know who they're going after and, and we know who they're going after as well. Totally. Thing for marketing. So now let me ask you one question and you talk about cultural shift. 
How hard was it to, you know, you, you have SDRs and AEs who are used to getting inbound leads, booking demos for them to go, well, you're not going to get these inbound leads, 5,000 inbound leads coming in. You need to go after these accounts. You need to pound them and, and, and nurture them and then book a meeting with, with your AE. How did that shift happen? Like if I'm a salesperson, I'm, I'm, I'll be upset. I'm like, whoa, what happened to all my meetings, all my pipeline that I was going to get relatively easily? Yeah, that's right. And, and, and that is why I said more than commercial, yeah. cultural change and moving up market, it, it's, more, it's, tougher, it's a tougher thing to do. And, and, yeah. and it, it's more of a cultural change than a commercial change and, or a business change, if you want. Uh, it's tough. Like, I, I, there's no, there's no, I don't have a, an answer on a plate saying this is what we did and this is where we are, you know, but, yeah. but we've improved. And, and if you look at the same time last year, if you look at Q3 of last year to, to Q2 and, and now we're getting into yeah. Q3 of this year, yeah. uh, it's huge. And, 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 you know, the sales sort of sales lead, our sales leader has been great. Um, we have an SDA manager now with rev ops, sales ops, marketing, um, you know, the exec team, everyone's behind this. And when a whole company is behind a group of SDRs, yeah. magic happens right yeah. and, and yeah. so um that's what it needs it needs to come from the top it needs to come from, from the sideways it needs to come yep. from everywhere and and um i'm not saying we've, we've reached nirvana now yeah but i i do know that we we've we've really changed the face of how of, of, of ourselves of, of yeah. the company and how we reach out to people we had to train them on outbound like okay. outbounding is so different you've got to research the person there's a lot of personalization involved mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. there's probably more heartache um, than than inbound, right? A direct inbound oh, yeah. is you convert you convert it at yeah. such a high percentage, with oh, yeah. outbound, right? Oh, yeah. And so, how do you do that? And that's just something that we've been str struggling with, and then improving and improving. Uh, marketing has been helping in, in providing air coverage to them. Yeah, uh, sales have been you know sales ops training, sales enablement, and then sales. So, well. from the air cover perspective, marketing, Puneet, if you had to quickly say, you know, which channels work the best from marketing? What what yeah. do you see? uh events you know events is number one um there is no doubt about it even even if i didn't do it now without covid events was huge i've done this in the past we in, sure. in one of my previous companies uh live person we went from an smb to a fortune one 200 um list and yeah. the way we drove that was two things bottom funnel content so sales enablement and events events being the number one channel and and, and and by events you mean sponsoring other other events and having a booth uh, and... I, I sponsoring other events is is, is a waste of time so so yeah. not sponsoring other events but making sure so we put our best so our subject matter experts yeah um um in like a panel or talking to with, with another in with a customer with uh, other industries experts um we recently had Tim Savage, who's a who's a professor in the NYU Shack um, real estate um, curriculum, like uh, yeah. their, their academy, and he's he's great. And we, we spoke to him about the state of the market and and where we are currently, what we feel happened on COVID, what's what's beyond that, and how that works. And so and we have our get, so so for that example, Puneet, would you just have do, do have that discussion with with Tim Savage and do it as a webinar, or you would you have that? At, at, a, at an already industry event that's happening? Uh, both, both, both. both. And that's what I mean by events. So what I'm trying I to see. say is not sponsoring and slapping a banner on, on the thing. Yeah, yeah. What, that's, that's what you meant, but uh, it's about showcasing our expertise in this industry and how a technology and a solution can help customers or prospects yeah. 
do their job better and grow their business better. And, and that's what we want to do, right? Um, you obviously have top funnel. You, we're starting to put acceleration events, pipeline acceleration, but you can't only focus on pipeline acceleration. You need to yeah. build demand. My yeah. half of my title is demand and and, and you need to, I, I need to look forward. I can't just think of the next six months. Building demand is is not building leads. It's very different as I'm sure you know. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's just varying stages of the funnel. We started yeah. off with very high level thought leadership. Um, you know, like I said, this example with Tim, we're talking the state of the market. Um, and then you slowly start coming down and saying, okay, so how do you really know about that? This is, you need data, right? Yep. How do you get that data? You need technology to be in, into your systems. And how do you do that? You have companies like ourselves to, to be able yep. to help with that. Amazing. So now let's talk about quickly, a couple few specific data points, uh, Puneet. You, you have decided, you know, you've narrowed down on a very small segment of companies that you are running different motions outbound and events and content syndication and things like that. How, how many leads are you generating now? Like what's, what, what are, are, like what's the KPI that you're looking for? Leading indicator, I guess. Um, a leading indicator is core. Remember I spoke about how we're- Core leads, core yeah. Like yeah. This, right? um, when you when you put out you know, for marketing, for instance, when you put out stuff, you you, you can either you can be hyper targeted, which we're not yet, so we don't have an yeah. ABM tool. We're we're working we're working on that. So check up, you know, next year I'd love to come back and and talk about how how that ABM tool has helped. And yeah, but, but obviously, as I said, we've been focusing on alignment, on strategy, on culture, uh, making sure we've got that set up, tested it out a little bit. We know it works, and now I can take the tools to really go full scale. We, we've reduced the number of weeks, right? I told you we, we had yeah. um, no specific numbers here, but you know, way above 50,000, right? Yeah. Leads coming yeah. through the door. Yeah. Um, and right now it'll probably be by the end of the year, less than, you know, less than half of that, probably way less than half of that. Yeah. Uh, but they're the leading indicators are there in, in the core segments. So in okay. the four, four segments I'm talking about, yep. and they've got to be mid-market enterprise. And so what we've done is, and I think this is this is classic, and this is what I, I think every company should do. You, you, you've got two, you've got two pathways of, of sort of revenue generation. One, which is like inbound, uh, they come through direct and, and everything around inbound, right? And so you want to optimize that as much as possible. So you want to take, uh, uh, you know, you, you have review sites, you have like the right page search yeah. when people search for it. You've got uh, obviously your website, you've got all of the material up there, the right content, making sure that when someone's interested, they have, they find us and, yeah. and, and we get to them and then we speak to them, right? Yeah. That's, that's one path. And then the other part is the outbound, which is a bit more personalized and how do you go after targeting and mm -hmm. direct mail and, uh, you know, things like that. And, and so we, we're, we've kind of sort of got to close to where we want to get to on the automated side of this, where we were easily distinguishing between core, non-core, we're okay. easily distinguishing between SMB mid-market. Yeah. And how does that root into the system, our, our overall database? Yep. What happens to each of those four key groups of people? Yeah. Yeah. Um, sales focuses on the most important group, which is core mid-market. Okay. Everything else has to go into certain buckets. Yeah. Probably nurture emails, probably straight to buy, um, and, and a ton of other things. So we've kind of you never perfect it, but we've got to the stage where we're sort of comfortable there. Um, mm -hmm. Still a few things to do, but now we're really focused on the outbound motion and how do you how do you improve that? How do you train people from a marketing perspective? What we do as well. And in an outbound motion, are you looking at okay outbound? You're reaching out to these specific accounts, contacts within these accounts. 
as the metric that you're tracking is how many uh, engagement backs you're getting on those target accounts you're reaching out to, like a right. percentage or meetings booked or what is right. it? Right. So yeah, you did ask about. So it's not just about the the top of the funnel. It's, it's yeah. a bit vanity. I, I, I'm you know like every good marketer should be. Um, my 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 goal is revenue. Um, yeah. Right. Especially for a startup, I'm, I don't have a huge. We're not an enterprise. We don't have a huge sales cycle yet. We'll, we'll we'll get there. So pipeline and then revenue. Um, so right. you've got so right at the top, it's got core. In the right, so core mid market, so that's yep. the lead indicator of, of good leads coming through, and then you've got you know the pipeline that we're building, which is an SQL, um, which is what I see every morning, every day, every evening. Uh, I'm looking at those numbers. What's the conversion? How are we driving? Which channels are working best? And and then sort of like pushing them, pushing them further down the funnel. One thing, one thing I you know I, I'm saying was when we were heavy SMB. Mm. We generally focus on one channel, mostly one channel. It was S, it was it was paid search, right? Google SMB, yeah. This is how they this is how they buy software. Software find the owner of a property in so and so, right? This is not how a mid market uh, enterprise no. a VP of a CPO right. will not buy yeah by, by Google search. So we've had to marketing as well had to um, have a multi channel approach and not just focus on search. Do events and LinkedIn and you were asking earlier about the channels that are working. Yeah. It's those, it's LinkedIn, it's events. Search is huge. You've got to build yeah. search. Um, you know, putting the right content out. Uh, we yeah. came up with a, a whole segment on our website called Reonomy Research. We've got a lot of data uh, mm. of these companies. So why not show it to people and, and show them how the sausage is made? Well, not sausage is made, but show, show them the sausage really. Um, really um, show them the data, how they can pull that into their business. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the right content and pushing that right content out. And these are the things that we're, we're working on. But from a, from a pipeline perspective, it's like, you know, from a flow perspective, it's top of the funnel, leading indicators, core, uh, mid-market, then pipeline, and then, of course, conversion to revenue and then usage, um, of course, beyond. Churn is a huge, huge, you know, indicator. Of course, it's a, it's a leading indicator. You can't, you've got to wait for a year for, for churn. Yeah. Yeah. Annual contracts. Yeah. But uh, we're constantly looking at churn. It's one of the most important metrics we're looking at as a business uh, today. Uh, to figure think, out which segment is the best fit, right? That's right. And to figure out whether we're doing the right thing. Are, are, we, are we actually doing the right thing by, by doing this or, or do people still churn? And then, and then there's a bigger issue there. Yeah, uh, yeah. But thankfully, we're, we've, we've improved it um, tremendously with all of the things that we're doing uh, and we'll get better. And going from SME to mid-market and enterprise obviously would help with churn, right? That's it. Yeah. You know, obviously, yeah. that's that's yeah. that's yeah. That's why also, right? We we were having churn problems as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's not product market fit. We great product, uh, amazing value, but um, that definitely helps. But yeah. also, yeah. you still have to be able to provide value, and so that's hundred percent, hundred percent. No, cool. This is this is phenomenal, Puneet. I I feel like there is there is so much more we we can unpack in this. But this whole idea of you breaking down and unpacking the whole culture shift the strategy outbound, focusing on certain accounts, tearing it down, the metrics, it's, it's, it's been phenomenal. I know I have found value. We are, we are kind of focusing on the small mid-market and we're facing some of the challenges you guys face. We are thinking of going to mid-market, not enterprise, but, uh, but, but, and we are also starting to do outbound. Uh, previously, 80% of our leads were all inbound. 20% was from partners. Now we are thinking of, well, how can we, maybe we should do more outbound to reach out the right accounts. So this is, this is very, very useful and very helpful. I, I thank you, Puneet. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This was great. I uh, love the awesome. chat. Awesome.